The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Shady Rays is having their best deal of the year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use promo code SGPN for 50% off of two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses and go to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Shady to enter the Shady Rays Parlay of the Day contest. We're also brought to you by the SGPN's Draft Week. All week long, SGPN has you covered with draft props, mock drafts, and our live NFL draft watch party. So make sure to smash that subscribe button at youtube.com slash sports gambling podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the MLB Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Thursday, April 27th, currently 5.04 on the East Coast. Here to get into our MLB betting picks for the Friday 14-game schedule. And I got the young guys here with me once again tonight. First, you guys know him as the voice of the NFL Gambling Podcast. And of course, here on the MLB Gambling Podcasts, it's Dylan Rockford. D-Rock, what's happening, my man? What's going on, boys? Good to be with you. Happy Thursday. I almost said happy Friday, but happy Thursday. Uh, going well so far. Hectic day at work, but uh, Braves run line looking good so far. And uh, Angels, they're uh, smoking the A's, so you love to see it. Yeah, uh, good start to the day thus far. Um, I know they had the rain delay in uh, Atlanta, and I think that, I think that only just helped the um, the Braves because I think Braxton Garrett was just dealing. I was watching this game in the when it first started, but. Yeah, 4-0 lead right now, headed to the bottom of the seven. so hopefully they can hang on. But also joining us here, you guys know him as the voice, of course, here on the MLB pod, the college baseball experience, and, of course, the college experience overall. It's Noah Beanick. Noah, do your job, my friend. What's up, guys? I am doing my job. <laughs> I mean, yesterday we had, uh, what was it, eight pitchers that were out on the slate yesterday, so it was just tough to give out PVB. But, yeah, yeah Moonoff's references, somebody tweeted out, uh, asking for more player ver- pitcher versus batter stats, and I, whenever I see it good, I, I mention it. But I mean, yesterday we just didn't have confirmed pitchers for what? How many matchups? Um, yeah. And the other thing I wanted to talk about to top the podcast off: Courtney Love locks are now one and one. Um, overthought it. They were out to a two nothing lead early, the Cardinals against the Giants, and then uh, my mentions started blowing up, and then the Cardinals didn't score another run the rest of the game. <laughs> tisk tisk tisk. Uh, it's okay. It's so early in the season. We'll we'll keep count of the uh, the Courtney Love. It's at one and one right now. But yeah. hey, it's a long season. We're only still in the first month of the regular season. Uh, Jake in the um, YouTube chat here. JT Brewbreaker's brother. What's going on, Jake? Um, <laughs> Are you just running it. along with the joke? I th- yeah, I think we're just running along with that at this point. I think Jake's probably going to get like up with us. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Friday, new series starting. I know some start on uh, Thursday here, but we have a 14-game schedule. Um, and why don't we just dive right into it, gentlemen? Uh, first game on the board. It's an early start here um, on the West Coast. Um, get the lines here. Uh, it's going to be in Minnesota. We have a 4-10 Eastern start between the Kansas City Royals, AL Central matchup, Kansas City Royals and the Minnesota Twins. Currently seeing probable pitchers of Jordan Lyles for the Royals and Pablo Lopez gets a start for the Minnesota Twins. 
Um, seeing a plus 190 money line price on the Kansas City Royals and a minus 225 price for the Minnesota Twins. Total is set at eight with a little bit of Vic towards the over at minus 120. Run line is uh, minus 110 both ways. Uh, Noah, lead us off. Royals and Twins. So I used this stat on yesterday's podcast because in recent memory, I had thought that the Twins dominated the Royals in the past, and they have. 11-4 and four in the last 15 games. Minnesota is 8-2 and two at home in this time span, and the Twins have covered the run line in nine of their 11 total wins, so nine of the 15 games. Um, so when the Royals have the worst offense in the league against right-handed pitching, with a 574 OPS and with how good Pablo Lopez has looked so far this season, I have to take that minus 110 on the minus one and a half run line. Uh, it's on DraftKings right now with Minnesota. Base runners are also stealing bases at 87% clip off of Jordan Lyles, but the Twins have only two stolen bases all year, and they're both by wow. Michael A. Taylor. So, yeah, give me the Twins run line and probably no stolen base props, even though Lyles is a guy that you like to target. D-Rock, what do you got? Yeah, let's continue to fade the Royals here. I like the Twins on the run line as well. I got a plus 105 earlier in the day. Still like it at a minus 110. I think we'll see a nice bounce back spot here from Pablo Lopez. You know, got up. Uh, he got pretty hit up nicely against uh, the Nationals' his last start. The Royals are only hitting 209 off of righties, and they're not a really good team on the road, just in, in general, to be honest. So I think the Twins win uh, big here. Royals have lost every game Lyles has started, and they've only covered the run line one of those. So Twins are minus one and a half for me. Yeah, that's exactly what stood out to me, what Dylan just said there, that they've lost every single one of his starts, and um, most of them, if not uh, except for one, have been by two or more runs. So uh, I think it's a good bounce back spot here for the uh, the Minnesota Twins here as well. Uh, all right, guys, next game on the board, a 640 Eastern start. We got uh, the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, they are in Detroit to take on the Tigers. Battle of the Rodriguez is here. Grayson Rodriguez gets a start here for the Baltimore Orioles. And uh, Erod Edward Rodriguez, Edward Rodriguez gets a start for the Detroit Tigers. Uh, Orioles are favored in this spot, minus 130. Uh, Tigers are the home underdog here at plus 110. Total set at 7.5 with a little bit of big towards the over at minus 115. Run line, minus 1.5, plus 140 for the Orioles. And plus one and a half, minus 165 for the Tigers. D-Rock, lead us off. Yeah, I'm going to go under here. Under eight is the play for me. I do like the Orioles up to a minus 130, but I like the total a little more. The Battle of Rodriguez is, like you said, uh, Eduardo, he was lights out in his only start at home against the Guardians, going eight innings, only four hits given up, struck out 10 batters. Tigers won that game one nothing as well. And Grayson Rodriguez, on the other hand, he struggled a little on the road this season, but his last start against the Tigers was much better than we've seen. Five innings, zero runs, struck out six. Game ended 2-1. And four of Eduardo's five starts have gone under the number. Tigers are an under team in general, 1-8-1 in their last 10 towards the under. Uh, I think we'll see another pitching duel in this one. Uh, give me the under eight. Uh, Noah. Yeah, I agree with Dylan here. We'll see another pitcher stool. We actually saw this matchup just a week ago where Erod dominated uh, like normal. Only or Orioles batters only have a 191 batting average against him. So he dominated. The Tigers won the first five. Um, so if you had the first five money line, they were up one nothing, and then they got walked off in the ninth. Um, again, it was a 2-1 game. So the under I love. And I've got to love an Erod-Grayrod matchup. 
So, yeah, I'm on the under. And then uh, I wanted to mention the Tigers. They have the 29th uh, best OPS against right-handed pitching so far in the MLB with a 593. So, like Dylan mentioned, it's an it's an under team all the way. And love the spot because all three games last week against uh, between the Orioles and Tigers went under. So, same pitching matchup. Give me the under. Yeah, I agree with you guys. Uh, definitely shop around for the number because it's starting to move around uh, seven and a half here. Uh, lean with the Orioles on the money line here as well. But I think stronger play here is definitely the uh, under uh, in this game. Uh, Noah, how's the weather in Detroit? Is is it cold up there? Or is it this yeah, weather? it's going to it's gonna be bad. I mentioned it yesterday on the podcast. Uh, it's going to be like mid-40s, maybe a high of 50. So I, I don't expect it to be uh, baseball weather. It's baseball weather in the north for April. Uh, got it. All right, guys, before we um, keep it rolling here for the Friday schedule, let me tell everyone about a fun parlay contest we're running over at the Sports Gambling Podcast, Shady Rays Parlay of the Day Contest. We're running a special Parlay of the Day contest for people who've bought their shades from ShadyRays.com using the promo code SGPN. Each day of the NFL Draft, the Sports Gambling Podcast will release a Shady Rays Parlay of the Day. If the parlay hits, the cash will be awarded to one lucky listener. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady to start getting shady. And like I mentioned, we're brought to you by Shady Rays. Our friends at Shady Rays, they've got you covered from the suns to the, from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. They have durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. With Shady Rays, you can look good and feel good. To date, they have donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with Feeding America. If you don't love them, exchange it for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. So exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays has given out their best deal of the year. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use promo code SGPN for 50% off of two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. All right, boys, uh, let's get over to the next matchup of the night. We have uh, the Chicago Cubbies. They are going to Miami to take on the Marlins. 640 Eastern start. Marcus Stroman gets the ball for the Chicago Cubs and Jesus Lazardo gets the uh gets the ball for the Miami Marlins. Seeing the Cubs are minus 105 on the money line. Um uh, Marlins a slight home favorite at minus 115 currently. Total is set at seven and a half, uh minus one ten both ways. Run line minus one and a half, plus one sixty-five for the Cubbies, and plus one and a half, minus one ninety-five for the Miami Marlins. Stroman. Off to a really good start here. He's um, two and two on the season with a 2.17 ERA, 30 strikeouts, 11 walks. Um, it was just his last start that he really got into trouble, which was against the Dodgers. I know they're a great right-handed hitting uh, team. Um, five innings in that game for Stroman. He allowed five earned runs, uh, six hits, three of those which were home runs he gave up to the Dodgers. But other than that, he's been pretty solid for the uh, Chicago Cubs. Jesus Lazardo. He got off to a great start to the season for the uh, Marlins. 
um, against the Mets and the Twins. He he went, uh, let's see here, 12 and two-thirds innings in those two games and only allowed one earned run. But since then and over his last three starts, uh, he's allowed at least three earned runs in three straight starts, which is against the Guardians, the Giants, and the Phillies. Um, so Lizardo looks like he's uh, regressed here a little bit since the start of the season. Cubs have been pretty good against um, – left-handed pitching if i'm not mistaken i'm trying to pull up the exact numbers here but um they are number seven i believe in team batting average on the season uh slugging they are number seven as well ops they are number seven as well and wrc plus they are number seven as well so lucky number sevens for the cubs here i think that definitely right now they have the better pitcher on the mound here with marcus stroman i mean like i mentioned did get into trouble with uh, against the dodgers but again who doesn't um so i think there's some a little bit of value here on the cubbies at minus 105 so i'm gonna go with stroman and the cubs here minus 105 noah what do you got yeah so i i like everything that you said Uh, i'm gonna lean with the cubs i i think lizardo might be uh I think he could go all right in this game. Um, I I hope he goes all right. He's on my fantasy team. I actually have both these guys on my uh, SGPN Dynasty League team. Um, but uh, the Cubs, like you mentioned, they're they've been great against lefties. I think they have the slight advantage in this game. Target market Stroman strikeouts. Uh, Miami is striking out twenty five percent of the time against right hand pitching so far this year. Stroman striking out twenty six percent of the batters he's facing. If this thing's at like six or higher, I'd be willing to take that over, or six or lower. I mean, uh, I'd be willing to take anything higher than that. I think he can strike out six, seven, or eight in this matchup and cash that prop for you. Dylan, what do you got? Yeah, I don't understand this line. I made the Cubs a minus one fifteen favorite. They have the better pitcher. They have the better lineup. They're just a better team. I took them at even money when it opened up. Still like them at minus one hundred four. Sherman's been so good this season, guys. And you know this is only his second start on the road, but the Marlins really don't hit righties all that well. Sherman's a good ground ball pitcher. Jesus Lazardo, he has had a solid season to start off, but this is going to be his best lineup he's faced up to date. So I think the Cubs are going to hit him a little bit, uh, and I just think they're the better team. So on the road, I'll, I'll take the Cubbies here on the money line. I think both. I am are... seeing that. Go ahead. No. Oh, go ahead. No, no. no go ahead. Uh, I am seeing. I am seeing that this is. Uh, this might be a mispriced line as Stroman is not listed by the books right now. They have a kid named Caleb Killian going but uh, i i'm seeing stroman everywhere um but uh killian on fan graphs is projected to go on saturday so new name in that rotation for the cubs but uh i have stroman on friday angels uh, otani just let up two uh home runs in the inning it's five five jesus god he just gave all five back right now yeah um i was just gonna say both teams are in a travel situation here um oh there you go Cubs. I know the Cubs already finished their game here. They played the they hosted the Padres. Uh, sorry, the yeah Padres at home, uh, and Marlins right now are still in Atlanta. They're in the top of the eighth inning right now. So uh, both teams will traveling be traveling into Miami. Just wanted to mention that. Uh, all right, guys, let's get over to the next game of the schedule on Friday. Let's go over to up north to Canada. Seven oh seven Eastern Star. The Seattle Mariners. Um, are visiting the Toronto Blue Jays. Louis Castillo gets a start here for the Mariners, and Alec Manoa gets a start for the Toronto Blue Jays. Blue Jays slight home favorite here, minus one twenty-five. Uh, Mariners are the underdog at plus one hundred five. Total is set at eight and a half, with a little bit of juice towards the under at minus one fifteen. Run line minus one and a half, plus one sixty for the Blue Jays, 
and plus one and a half minus 190 for the Seattle Mariners. Uh, Dylan, take us away. Yeah, I kind of like two plays in this one. I got it under nine, and I took the Mariners' first five plus at half. Uh, I only made the Blue Jays a minus 130 favorite, set my total around 7.7. So two good pitchers here, and, you know, I am expecting Manoa to pick it up sooner than later and maybe have some positive regression come his way. Not off to the best start, especially at home, which does worry me a little bit about the under, but that's also why I'm going to be on the Mariners here in this one, especially the first five innings. Luis Castillo's been so good this season. He had a little hiccup in his last start against the Cardinals, but the Mariners were still able to win that game, and four of his five starts have gone under the number. And surprisingly enough, uh, the Blue Jays have been an under team so far this season, 9-14 and 14 toward the under, 2-7 and seven toward the under in their last 10. Mariners, they have a top 10 bullpen. Everything is just screaming under to me. And, you know, I do think the Mariners are live here, especially in the first five innings, especially if uh, Manoa has another hiccup. So going to lean Mariners first five plus a half and under nine, eight and a half, whatever you could get. Noah, what do you got? Yeah, I'm on that under as well with him. I think that I, if we can avoid a Mo- Manoa, um, like hiccup, like Dylan was mentioning, I, I think this one does have a great chance of hitting. Um, Luis Castillo, I mean, we saw these two teams face each other in the wild card uh, matchup last year in the postseason, um, and Luis Castillo dealt against the uh, Blue Jays. And the only guys that really have any success against him were George Springer. He's hitting 300. Um, and Matt Chapman has a double. He's hitting 333. Uh, did I say 300? I meant 500 for George Springer. So two guys to eye for that one. I would be leaning here towards the Mariners on the money line, but no play for me in this game. Yeah, I think I like the value here on Castillo. He's been pretty solid to start the season. Um, but this is going to be a fun uh, pitching duel to watch for sure. I agree about the under as well in this game. Uh, under eight and a half as it currently stands, but I still like it at that eight and a half number. Um, Manoa has gotten into trouble early on in some of this uh, earlier starts this season, uh, which yeah, I do also like the Mariners in the first five here, if you could get that. But I think the stronger play for me definitely is the under in this game as well. Um, all right, guys, before we keep it rolling here, let me tell everyone about Underdog Fantasy. The NBA and NHL playoffs are here, and what better way to get down on some player prop parlays than over at Underdog Fantasy? Besides daily NHL, and NHL, NBA, and MLB games, they've also already got NFL best ball drafts with a guaranteed half a million in prizes. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com using promo code SGPN. All right, boys, let's keep it rolling here. Next game on the board. Uh, let's go to a 710 Eastern start. The Tampa Bay Rays, they are in the south side of Chicago to take on the White Sox. Uh, Zach Eflin is making his return for the Tampa Bay Rays, and Lucas Lucas Giolito gets a start for the Chicago White Sox. Rays are now a minus 140 favorite, uh, plus 120 on the money line for the home underdogs and the White Sox. Total is set at 8.5 with a little bit of big towards the over at minus 115. Run line minus 1.5, plus 125 for the Rays, and plus 1.5, minus 145 for the Chicago White Sox. Uh, Noah, take us uh, to this one, White Sox and the Rays. All right, so we saw these two pitchers face off against each other last weekend. Lucas Giolito threw seven innings, gave up four runs on two home runs. 
Uh, he had five strikeouts, two walks, and Zach Eflin threw five innings of one run ball. The Rays won the game 4-1. It's not a bold pick, but I think this game is played out somewhat similarly to last game they uh, faced off against each other. I think Eflin will have a quick hook. That way the number one bullpen in the league can come in and do their job. And Giolito is going to go a little bit deeper in the game because Chicago can't really trust their pen with a 6.09 ERA so far this year. The Rays, they have the best OPS in the league against right-handed pitching at an 8.42. And Chicago's 26th in the league with a 6.49. The Rays minus 130 on DraftKings has to be the play for me here. Also target Rays stolen base props as runners are 21 for 24, stealing bags off of Lucas Giolito. So either Wander Franco or Josh Lowe for me. Uh, Dylan, what do you got? Yeah, let's continue to take these short prices with the Rays. I made them a minus 150 favorite. Uh, I think I'm on day six or seven right now, fading the White Sox, <laughs> and it's been profitable. I should have jumped on it earlier with Mal. Uh, one and nine in their last 10. They've lost seven straight. I mean, at this point, I don't really care who's going for the White Sox. I just can't back them right now. They, Rays, they've, they've shown some regression a little bit. They finally lost the series to the Astros, but... I think this is the perfect get right series for them to get back on track. White Sox, they're not good. I'm give me the Rays. Yeah, I'm not gonna regurgitate everything you guys just said. It's it's Rays right now. I mean, they're just a hotter team right now. Um, White Sox are they're just going the wrong direction right now. Um, Can we hit on this? By yeah. the way, um, we, our latest review was titled Wi-Fi Issues. We got five stars. Um, <laughs> great podcast. Love the picks. Can someone please buy these guys a working Wi-Fi router? I swear every podcast they cut out due to Wi-Fi issues, and none of the other SGPN pods have this issue. We thank you for the five stars, and also thank you for uh, getting that on our boss's notice because, hey, maybe they'll give us a free upgrade or something. Damn, yeah, I, I, mean, I literally it, just installed Verizon, wi- uh, Verizon Fios. It definitely can't be me. It was. I mean, we haven't had issues in the last two days when we've potted together. So uh, it's just something there's a well, common denominator. If it's, if it's not Dylan, then it's me because he had uh, it was cutting in and out for me. So, right now? Yeah, Dylan was just just doing it. it was oh yeah, not for, yeah. He didn't cut out for me. Okay, well then it's me. So it's hopefully... either up north or across the pond. across the pond. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it has to be so. I'm on I'm on Ethernet too, so it's like oh, okay. I can't believe it's me, but half the time it is. So it's I don't know. It's frustrating, definitely. <laughs> and if we could have it perfect, trust us, we, we would. would. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. So, uh, all right, let's get back to the games here, boys. Uh, next game on the board. 7-10 Eastern start. The Cleveland Guardians, they are headed to Fenway Park to take on the Boston Red Sox. Shane Bieber gets a start here for the Cleveland Guardians, and um, Nick Bavetta gets a start here for the Boston Red Sox. Guardians at minus 135 road favorite, plus 115 on the money line for the home underdogs here. Total set at 9, run line minus 1.5, plus 135 for the Cleveland Guardians, and plus 1.5, minus 155 for the Boston Red Sox. Uh, let's start here with Shane Bieber. I'm seeing, um, do you guys still see Bieber or is it Zach Plezak now? I got Bieber. I'll take I got Bieber. Look. Okay, I had Bieber as well, so I just wanted to make sure. Um, yeah, I'll start here with Bieber because um, well, that page has uh, Plezak now, so let me switch pages here. But Bieber on the season, one and one. 3.23 ERA, 22 strikeouts, nine walks thus far. Um, he's 
he's been, I guess, okay. He's given up at least three earned runs in three of his last four starts. And the Guardians have lost four of the last five starts um, that Bieber has started against the Red Sox in his career. Uh, this dates back to 2018 till last season, two and three with a 6.21 ERA, 23 strikeouts and five appearances against the Boston Red Sox. Meanwhile, Nick Bavetta on the season thus far, um, he is one and one with a 4.58 ERA. His last start did come against the Brewers, which was a pretty good outing for him. Five and two thirds innings pitched, uh, seven hits, three on runs he allowed in that game. Um, the one place I don't trust Nick Pavetta is in Fenway Park because if you kind of take a look at his at his home and road splits uh, as a pitcher for the Red Sox, he does way worse in Fenway Park. Bieber, you know, he's been he he'll give up some runs. I think that um Bavetta will give up some runs as well. I don't hate the first five innings uh over in this matchup. I think they're both good for a couple runs here. So if you're able to find a four and a half. Uh, possibly it'll turn out to be a five. I can definitely see a scenario where it's like a three, three or a three, two game at minimum between these two pitchers, but um, all side here with Shane Bieber, definitely the better pitcher on the mound here for the guardians. Again, I just don't trust Pavetta in Fenway park. He's great on the road, but at Fenway park, it's, it's a no, no for me. So over in the first five innings, um, or if you want to take a look at the guardians full game uh, team total as well, the Red Sox bullpen is is not one of the better ones. I think they're right down there as far as one of the worst bullpens in the league. So um, I'm kind of leading uh, runs in this game and then Guardians on the side uh, here. Dylan, what do you got? Yeah, I'm going to go on the other side. I'm going to go under in this game. I was able to grab a nine and a half under. I still like nine. I see nines across the board. So I still like nine. I made my total 7.6. It's going to be a cold night in Boston. Wind's blowing in. Guardians in their last 10 games, two and two and eight toward the under, including four of the last five games under the number as well. I know the Sox have been hitting the ball lately, but Shane Bieber has been solid on the road and four of his last five starts have gone under the number as well. I think he'll be able to limit the bats of the White Sox, uh, the Red Sox, excuse me, a little bit. So I'm going to take a shot on the under. As for the side, I did make the Guardians a minus 125 favorite. So can't take the Guardians at this price. No, what do you got? So for me, I'm going to be the tiebreaker. I like the over in this one. Um, both offenses have seen the ball well out of these starting pitchers' hands so far this year. First five is definitely the better play, I think. Um, as Munaf mentioned, Boston does have an average bullpen. They're 358, which uh, which is 14 in the MLB. Cleveland's sixth in the MLB with a 318 ERA. Um, but their offense is below average, 25th in the MLB with a 659 OPS. What I did want to mention, though, is they have good numbers against Pavetta. Uh, the roster is hitting 295 against him. Um, and Miles Straw, uh, 429 batting average. Ahmed Rosario, 333. Jose Ramirez, 333. And then against Bieber, the Red Sox are hitting 355. Uh, Rafael Devers, 273 with two bombs. So uh, a couple of guys to target there. And then also runners are 33 for 39, stealing bases against Nick Pavetta. So mm. uh, good day for stolen base props if you are uh, getting down on some MLB action on Friday. Good stuff there. Uh, all right, guys, next game on the board, another 7-10 Eastern start. Got the Atlanta Braves. Uh, they are traveling up to the Big Apple to take on the New York Mets. Uh, seeing Max Freed is going to get the start here for the Atlanta Braves. David Peterson gets the start here for the 
uh, New York Mets minus 135 on the money line for the road favorites, the Atlanta Braves. And the Mets are a home underdog at plus 115. Total is set at eight with a little bit of vig towards the over at minus 120. Run line minus one and a half plus 125 for the Braves and plus one and a half minus 145 for the uh, Mets here. Um, start here with um, I'll start with David Peterson here, left handed pitcher. For the New York Mets, uh, so far this season, not a very good start for him. He's just one in three and five starts so far this year. He has a 7.36 ERA. He's allowed 21 earned runs in 25 and two-thirds innings pitched. Um, and really, it's come in the last two starts, uh, which were against the Dodgers and the San Francisco Giants, where he's allowed a total of 13 earned runs in about 11 innings pitched. Um, so it hasn't been a very good start for him over the last three out of his last four starts. He's allowed at least five earned runs to the opposition. Um, also we take a look at, um, Max Fried here. He's been the complete opposite for the, uh, Atlanta Braves, um, Trying to quickly pull up his stats here because the page I'm looking at doesn't have it. One and zero so far this season with a .60 ERA. That's in three starts. He's only pitched about 15 innings so far this season. He did take his. Uh, he did take a. Or sorry, the Braves took a loss in his last start, which was against the Astros. But he had a really good outing in that game where he went six and two thirds and didn't allow any earned runs in that spot. He's allowed, like I mentioned, a total of one earned run so far this season. Um, David Peterson historically against the Braves, I believe, does not have very good numbers either. I'm trying to pull that up here as well. Um, yeah, nothing there, but the one thing that did stick out to me, you talk about left-handed um, batting stats for teams. Atlanta, one of the better teams against left-handed pitching. Sixth in uh, batting average against lefties. Second in slugging percentage. Fourth in OPS. And uh, fourth in WRC+. plus. So this one's pretty simple for me. I'm sorry, Dylan, but I have the better pitcher on the mound. Uh, I have the better offense right now going up against lefties. Uh, I'm going with the Braves minus one and a half on the uh, uh, with the plus odds here, Noah. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I like the Braves as well. Uh, like you mentioned, they crush left-handed pitching at 900 OPS. The Mets, they are, uh, I just had 18th with a 714. Um both of these teams have actually seen these pitchers all right. There's one guy that stands out on both lineups. Um, the Braves have a 262 batting average against David Peterson, and Austin Riley is hitting 500 against Peterson with three doubles, um, only three strikeouts too. So he sees the ball really well out of his hand. And Max Fried going for the uh, Braves. They, the Mets have a 246 average against him. Only one guy that really stuck out, two guys actually, Pete Alonzo, 281 with two tanks, and Jeff McNeil batting 370 against Max Freed. Lefty and lefty does not uh, affect him against Max Freed. I should mention this, that David Peterson uh, against the Braves last season, he did face him, I want to say, at least four times. Uh, he was actually pretty good against him, 2-1 and one with a 2.76 ERA, 22 strikeouts. For um, and he did have nine walks in that span as well. But I mean, like we mentioned, the the Mets right now are crushing lefties, and I also didn't mention the Mets uh, stats uh, against left-handed pitching over the last two weeks. They're 23rd in batting average, 19th, 19th in uh, slugging and OPS, and then they're 20th in WRC plus. Uh, Dylan, what do you got? Yeah, don't apologize. I'm fading my Mets, too, in this spot. They're not playing <laughs> good baseball at all. They lost four straight for the first time under Buckshaw Walter. So. 
Uh, boys got to get get uh, get going a little bit. I think back home maybe they'll help, but it's not good that they're playing. They're losing to the Nationals, guys, so eh, yeah, not good bad. right now. Uh, Braves 10-2 straight up on the road. Mets, their 500 team at home. I'm out on Peterson. I was trying to make an argument for him a couple pods ago, but I can't. I think this is a very bad spot for him. You guys mentioned it. They're hitting over 300 against lefties. Short price, but I'll, I'll take the Braves here on the money line. Is it just me, Dylan, or do the Braves just always catch the Mets at the right time during the year? It's 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 every month. It doesn't. <laughs> um, Munaf, what's your what's your next game on this list? Did you skip one by accident? Uh, which one did I miss? Uh, the Nationals and Pirates. I yeah, don't no lines. see lines for that. Yeah, um, I don't see lines either. But I have pitchers. Yeah, who do you got? I have Rich Hill and Chad Cool. This could be. A Chad Cool revenge game against the Pirates, but okay. uh, I mean that was the team that he came up with. But taking one look at his line for this season, he's 0-1 with a 7.36 ERA, 14 strikeouts, 12 walks, and 14 innings. I think I'm going to pass on that revenge spot because the Pirates they have a top 10 OPS against right-handed pitching with a 7.55. On the other hand, the Nationals they're 11th in the league with a 7.53 OPS against lefties, and Dick Mountain is on the mound. Uh, he's gone well in his last two starts, but I think both teams could contribute to an over whenever that comes out. So it's not a bad look there. Also, if you want a piece of the Nats, or if you don't want a piece of the Nats offense, a Pirates team total against Cool would be all right, I think. Um, Dylan, Jeff, uh, what were your lines coming up? Yeah, I have the two pitchers as well, Rich Hill and Chad Cool. I made the Pirates a minus 145 favorite, minus one and a half, uh, plus 127. Nationals plus 140, what is 145, excuse me, uh, plus one and a half, plus 125. Over, under, I made it at 8.5. I agree on the over if you could get an eight. I just don't understand how anyone could not back the the Buckos right now. They're the best team in the National. They might be the best. Uh, they're not better than the Rays, but they're best team in the National League right now, and they're making me pay every time I'm trying to fade them. So I, I feel like if we get a short price on the Pirates, I got to back them. I do like the over, maybe first five over, but I think they just destroy um, – well, not Chad Cool is a is a righty. I think they destroy righties yeah. as well. So I, I got to buck the backos here. In general, the offense has been great. Uh, they're mm-hmm. top five against lefties in OPS and top ten against righties. So yeah. either they way, are, they are like rolling. Really and Nationals two and nine at home. Pirates five and zero oh as a favorite. You got to imagine they'll open up as a favorite as well. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Um, all right. Yeah, we didn't have lines for that game yet for whatever reason, but we did have pitchers because I, I saw those pitchers listed as well for both the Nationals and the Pirates. Um, AJ Minter doing his best job to blow this run line cover for us, but he yeah, I know it looks Let's good this it. year. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. We have runners they on the need, corners, one out. You want to talk about something that a team needs? The Braves need Rizal Iglesias back. They don't really have a good closer right now. Minter's been blowing them left and right. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys. Next game on the board. Let's get over to a eight oh five Eastern start. Uh, the New York Yankees. They are taking on the Texas Rangers. Clark Schmidt gets a start here for the New York Yankees, and Jacob Degrom. It's Degrom day. Gets a start here for the Texas Rangers. Um, Degrom minus one eighty on the money line, plus one fifty five on the money line for the New York Yankees. Uh, it's total set at seven and a half. Run line minus one and a half, plus one fifteen for the Rangers, and plus one and a half minus one thirty five for the new york yankees uh dylan lead us off here degrom day in uh, arlington yeah rangers first five minus a half at whatever the odds are uh no odds yet but uh 
I'm just going to isolate the bullpens and just focus on starting pitchers here. Jacob DeGrom going for the Rangers. Clark Schmidt, like you said, going for the Yankees. DeGrom has a 157 ERA in the month of April. He's only allowed two runs in uh, two runs once this month. Uh, strikeouts are high. Walks are down. And not to mention the Rangers have won every start he's made. Now, on the other hand, I just can't back Clark Schmidt, especially on the road. He's failed to make it past the fourth inning in both of his starts on the road, and that was against the Guardians and the Orioles. Rangers are a much better hitting team than those two clubs. They hit 264 off of righties. I, I think they tack a few runs off of Schmidt early, and DeGrom, DeGrom holds them down. So uh, Rangers first five at whatever the, the number is. Yeah, DeGrom... Um... The, his five starts this season, or at least the last five starts, um, the Rangers have won all five of those starts by a minimum of three runs. Um, so I'm not afraid of the big price or the minus one and a half price here. I know um, the Rangers bullpen can be a little bit shaky, but I think that they, they can still get the job done here without DeGrom. And I think DeGrom is good for probably, what, six or six innings at a minimum if he's able to you know control the uh, pitch count. But um, he's had nine or more strikeouts in three of his last four starts. He's had uh, two games where he had 11 strikeouts, which was against the Baltimore Orioles and the uh, Oakland A's at 11 apiece. So um, I'm going to take the minus one and a half here with the Rangers. I, I think that this is a day where I want to back DeGrom uh, and fade Clark Schmidt. Uh, Noah, what do you got? I would actually lean to a first five in this game. I think Schmidt yeah. does Schmidt things. And uh, Texas Rangers, they're fifth in OPS against righties with a 799. But also this Yankees lineup, in, in specific, Anthony Rizzo. He's hitting 407 off of Jacob DeGrom, Aaron Hicks, 364. Clayton Torres, 333. They've seen Jacob DeGrom in that Subway series pretty dang well, that middle of the order. So I think that both teams might be able to put up in total five or six runs in the first five and we might cash that first five over and then when you talk about the bullpens texas actually before the three blow-ups against cincinnati they were top they were the second best bullpen in the mlb um now the second best bullpen in the mlb is the yankees with the 253 era texas still has a good bullpen with the 349 but they have been struggling as of late so if you want to avoid uh what are on paper good bullpens and take that first five definitely but over seven and a half for a full game kind of seems low for some of the uh, stats that these yankees hitters have against the ground all right next game on the board 8 10 eastern start a rematch of the world series philadelphia phillies there they are in the h to take on the houston astros Aaron Nola gets a start here for the phillies and framber valdez gets a start here for the Houston Astros minus 155 for the home uh, team here, the Astros and plus 135 on the money line for their road team, the Philadelphia Phillies total set at seven and a half run line minus one and a half plus 135 for the Houston Astros and plus one and a half minus 155 for the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, Noah, take us away. Yeah, this is one of the top three pitching matchups of the day. Probably the most notable as it is the World Series rematch, like you said, Munaf. Speaking of, Framber Valdez dealt in the Fall Classic. Phillies hitters are only averaging 161 against him. Aaron Nola did all right, but he gave up uh, two uh, tanks to Kyle Bridge. Uh, oh, Jesus. He, Kyle Tucker took him bridge twice, and he's batting 500 against Nola. He's three for six. All of them extra base hits. They were two home runs and a double. As a team, the Astros are only hitting 710. Uh, 
they only have an OPS of 710 against righties this year. Uh, that's 18th in the MLB. Philly, they're 10th in the league with a 755 OPS against lefties. If Aaron Nola can limit his walks, I think both pitchers will go all right. We see this game under 7.5. For the game, I lean Phillies. And last thing, runners are 15 for 16 stealing bases off of Framber Valdez. So uh, Trey Turner and JT Realmuto, those are two guys that have been running so far this year. Uh, Bryson Stout as well. So just some guys to eye on the base pass for that game. Dylan, what do you got? He blew it, didn't he? Yeah, he did. It's 4-3. So how this day is going to go. Uh, Astros first five minus that half is how I'm going to play this one. Uh, I don't want to lay the minus 158 or minus 160s I see around uh, the full game. But uh, I know Framber Valdez is 0-2 at home, but I feel like his record doesn't indicate how good he's actually been at home. Only three runs given up in 18 innings. And I just can't back Aaron Nola. I think he's unbackable on the road right now. I think the Astros jump on him early, and sh- and then he shuts them down. So going to uh, eliminate the bullpens here. I'm going to take Astros' first five minus a half a run. Yeah, I'm on the Astros here as well. Um, mention it. Aaron Nola in the World Series was not good against this uh, Astros team. And I'm trying to pull up the exact numbers. And like, give me a second here. Um he was 0-1 with an 8.64 ERA. He gave up at least three earned runs in both of the starts. He didn't make it to the fifth inning in either one of those starts uh, for the uh, Phillies. Framber Valdez, on the other hand, was really good against the Phillies. So I'm um, not afraid of the, of the minus one and a half price here as well for the Astros uh, on the run line at plus 135. Um, so Astros here for me as well. Uh, all right, guys, next game on the board. It's going to be another 8-10 Eastern start. Uh, the L.A. Angels, they are going to be traveling up to Milwaukee to take on the Brewers, a little interleague matchup here. Tyler Anderson gets a start here for the Angels, and Wade Miley gets a start for the Milwaukee Brewers. Minus 125 uh, on the money line price for the Brewers and plus 105 for the L.A. Angels. Total is set at 9 with a little bit of big towards the over at minus 115. Run line, minus 1.5, plus 150 for the Brewers, and plus 1.5, minus 175 for uh tyler anderson um i'll start here with tyler anderson here uh so far this season uh he is one and oh with a 7.20 era he started four four games for the angels here thus far he's allowed 16 earned runs and 20 innings pitched 11 strikeouts to eight walks he's allowed five home runs thus far this season as well the Angels have lost each of his last two starts by the score of nine to seven to the sorry to the Red Sox and eleven to eight to the uh, Kansas City Royals. He's allowed at least five earned runs in back to back starts. Uh, sorry, he's allowed at least five earned runs in three straight starts um, against the opposition. Luckily, against the Blue Jays, the Angels often showed up and, and they were able to carry him to the victory there. But um, outside of that, he's been pretty bad for the. Um, uh, angels here wade miley on the other hand guys he's been actually really good uh so far for the milwaukee brewers on the season in four starts he's three and one with a 1.96 era 23 innings pitched only allowed five earned runs in that span 17 strikeouts to four walks um the brewers have won three out of his four starts this season and he's been again like i mentioned really good against left-handed pitching uh, thus far this season, uh, or at least over the last two weeks, the L.A. Angels 
Two rank number 11 as far as team batting average, slugging percentage. They are at 454. And WRC Plus, the LA Angels are number 15 right around league average. For the Milwaukee Brewers against left-handed pitching, um, they have been really bad so far, at least over the last two weeks. Number 27 as far as uh, WRC Plus, and they are number one as far as strikeouts against left-handed pitching. I think that this might be another game where Tyler Anderson doesn't do very well. I'm going to trust Wade Miley here. Um, Angels will be traveling from Oakland, sorry, from LA to Milwaukee. Where Milwaukee, I believe they are at home uh, from early on this season. So I'm going to go with the Brewers here, minus 125 on the money line. I'm going to trust Wade Miley and just continue fading Tyler Anderson here, Noah. I'm going to go the other way. Um, I think that limiting the sample size to only the last two weeks specifically for left-handed pitching a team's really only going to see maybe two or three lefties in that time span over the full season the angels they've raked against lefties they're they have an 817 ops a 130 wrc plus that's fourth best in the mlb and milwaukee they're 30th against lefties like you've mentioned number one strikeout rate i think this is bounce back spot written all over it for anderson and in general i think the angels offense has a ton of success i actually don't think this is a bad angle to take a reverse run line on the angels. So I like the money line and the uh, run line here because this angels lineup is hitting three Oh nine against Wade Miley. Um, Anthony Rendon hitting five eighty three seven for 12. Um, one guy to target in this matchup as well. All right. D rock. What do you got? Yeah, I really didn't want to back the Brewers here, but I did make them a minus 130 favorite. You know, it's just every time I put money on them, they wind up blowing it just like the Braves today. So, you know, they should beat the Angels at home with Wade Miley on the mound. But my one concern in this game is that Brewers don't hit lefties all that well. And like Noah said, Angels just smash lefties. But uh, luckily for Brewers, uh, Wade Miley has been great at home this season. Tyler Anderson, on the other hand, he's given up five runs in both of his starts at home. And one of those games was against the Royals so if the Royals are smacking you uh, I think the Brewers are going to get even more so not going to get anything to the window with this one but for this show I'll take the Brewers on the short price all right uh next game on the board it's going to be an 840 Eastern start we've got the Arizona Diamondbacks they are in uh the Mile High City in Denver Colorado to take on the Rockies Merrill Kelly's going to get the start here for the Diamondbacks. Kyle Freeland, left-handed pitcher on the mound for the Colorado Rockies. Diamondbacks are a minus-130 road favorite here, plus-110 on the money line for the Colorado Rockies. Uh, total is set at 11.5. Run line, minus-1.5, plus-115 for the Diamondbacks, and plus-1.5, minus-135 for the Rockies here. Uh, Dylan, what do you got for this game, Diamondbacks and Rockies? Yeah, I'll lay it with the D-backs on the road. I only made them a minus-130 favorite. I see minus-126s out there, so I'll take them on the money line. I know we like to back the Rockies at home, but I haven't liked what I've seen from Kyle Freeland as of late. The Rockies, they've lost three of uh, three straight of his starts, and two of those three were at home. So Rockies 3-7 and seven at home this season straight up, while the D-backs are 500 on the road, 6-6. Six and six. They have a top 10 offense. They're hitting 272 off of lefties. I think this just might be a bad spot for Freeland and the Rockies. Merrill Kelly, he's been fantastic on the road. One run given up on in nine innings against the Dodgers and the Cardinals. So two good lineups. I, and I think he'll continue that success against a Rocky team that hasn't been hitting the ball all that well. So I'll, I'll take the short price here with the Snakes on the money line. Noah? 
so both these guys have faced these teams plenty um, in the past. Chris Bryant hitting 421 against Merrill Kelly, but that's the only really Rocky that has great success against him. And against Kyle Freeland, uh, Evan Longoria hitting 324, Cattell Marte hitting 324. Longoria does have two bombs, Marte one bomb. Um, Nick Ahmed. He's hitting 242, but he has two home runs. Walker, uh, Christian Walker uh, hitting 250 with two home runs. But uh, nothing in general that blows my skirt up for these two. I think the 11.5 total is a little too high for this game. Colorado below average offense, only hit 683 OPS against righties. And Arizona, uh, 721 OPS against lefties. I think I like the under 11.5 with Merrill Kelly and Kyle Freeland, who have started the year off all right. Yeah, uh, the Rockies have lost each of the last two starts for uh, started by Kyle Freeland, four to three against the Phillies and fourteen to three against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah, he got rocked that game by the Pirates. Yeah, um, I, I think I trust the better team here, the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, you know, Dylan mentioned a lot of great points how he's done pretty well against this uh, Rockies team. Um, and again, ro- or the uh, the Diamondbacks are our team this year that we've adopted, or at least I adopted uh, for the for. For this year, so uh, I'm gonna back the Diamondbacks here. Um, last season, Carol Kelly had pretty good uh, stats against this Rockies team, two and zero with a 1.59 ERA. So he's only allowed four earned runs in 22 and two thirds innings pitched last year. So I think it's a it's a cheaper price here on Merrill Kelly and the Diamondbacks. I'll take the minus 130 on the money line here for the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, last game on the board, gentlemen, 10-10 Eastern start between the St. Louis Cardinals and the L.A. Dodgers. Jack Flaherty gets a start here for the St. Louis Cardinals. Dustin May gets a start for the L.A. Dodgers. Um, money line prices, minus 145 for the Dodgers as the home favorite. Uh, the Cardinals are plus 125 as the road underdog. Total is set at 8.5 with a VIG towards the under at minus 115. Run line for the Dodgers, minus one and a half, plus 140, and plus one and a half, minus 165 for the Cardinals here. Uh, Dylan, closes out strong. Yeah, I'm going to take the Dodgers here. Coming back home after that road trip, can't back the Cardinals right now. They're not playing good baseball, especially on the road. Four and eight on the road this season, and one and seven as an underdog, so they're not cashing as puppies. Dustin May may be the... uh, Dodgers best starter in my opinion you know I think he's gonna have a nice bounce back star after his last outing against the uh, Cubs besides that one bad start against the Mets he's been arguably I think the best pitcher on the on the roster for the Dodgers right now and Jack Flaherty he's been all right this season two and two on the year but walks are really concerning for me so maybe a walk prop over one and a half for him if it's not really juice but uh other than that I think I'm just going to continue to fade the Cardinals until they start playing better baseball so uh, Dodgers money line minus 135 for me. Flaherty historically has been good against the Dodgers, but again, this season's a completely different story, especially with the injuries that he's come back from. Um, and like you mentioned, Dylan, he's allowed at least two walks in four of the five starts so far this season um, against the opposition. And they've kind of been alternating between win and loss uh, when Flaherty is on the mound. So, um, and like you mentioned, Dustin May has been probably the best pitcher for the Dodgers two and one 3.07 ERA um, did get the victory in his last start in Chicago against the Cubbies. Uh, he's gone at least five innings in all five starts so far this season. Um, 
And there's been a couple games where he just hasn't gotten the run support where he did take the losses, but I think he does bounce back here uh, against the Cardinals here. Um, hasn't had any history against the Cardinals, but I'll, I'll stick with the home team here with the Dodgers at minus 145. Noah, what do you got? Dodgers and Cardinals. Yeah, I don't really have much more to add on this game. I think that Flaherty is one of the better pitchers for the Cardinals going right now. It's really him and Monty that if you want to back the Cardinals, it's only with those two starting pitchers so far. And May, he has been probably the Dodgers' best starter, like you guys have mentioned. But a minus-145 price against the Cardinals lineup doesn't really seem uh, enticing to me. They have a 738 OPS against righties. Dodgers 810. I lean towards the Dodgers to win this game, but I'm not going to have any anything on it. All right. That was the last game for the there was, Friday. You, you yeah. skipped oh, sorry, another one. Yeah, you skipped another one of my games. The there's, there's no odds, but I did have actually pretty dang good analysis on it. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I see Luis Sessa. Uh, sorry, so um, I did skip one game because there's no lines on it, so we'll go back to it. It's going to be a 940 Eastern start between the Cincinnati Reds and the Oakland A's. Uh, the Luis Sessa. Yeah, gets a start for the Reds, and then I see Kyle Muller's getting the start for the Oakland A's. Yeah. I have Drew Rasinski. I got um, Muller. Yeah, I handicapped Muller, but I can yeah. double check here. Yeah, let's um, double check. But I don't see Rasinski. Right I believe is getting called up from AAA. For okay. This game. So. Um, Let's see if they maybe posted odds again. But uh, either way, uh, give us what you got, Noah. Uh, first off, I want to start with this. If you're watching this game over the World Series rematch or the Cardinals versus Dodgers, you're either a depressed fan or degenerate. I'm sorry. Um, like I mentioned, I see Drew Rusinski, uh starting for Oakland, Luis Sessa for the Reds. If Rusinski starts, it'll be his first MLB appearance since 2018. Um, the time in between, he was pitching in the KBO for the NC Dinos. Ironically, that was the team that I latched my fandom onto in the quarantine. Uh, the Dinos won the Korean Series that year. Rusinski was a big reason for it, um, that team's success. He was 19-5 and with a 3.05 ERA during the year. But this year, he suffered a hamstring injury in tri- spring training. Then in AAA, he has not seen some very good luck. He started three games, uh, 9.1 innings with a 6.52 ERA. It's tough to try to back either of these starting pitchers or offenses. I've probably already spent too much time handicapping this game to stay away. But, yeah, I don't have a lean or a pick for this one. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have much. I think with the conflicting picture, uh, pitcher here, I'm – Came back, Luis Sessa. He's been absolutely terrible so far this season. Yeah. And then Oakland A's. I mean, we already know the story there. So I just uh, wanted to talk about Rusinski. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So that was officially the last game of the uh, Friday schedule. Uh, let's get into our picks here. Um, I'll lead it off here for tonight. Um, I'll take the. There's two ways I can go here with my lock. I'll take the Cubs on the money line. Mm. Uh, minus 105, I think, is a price right now. Have the better pitcher on the mound with uh, Marcus Stroman. We can mention he only has had one bad start so far this season, which was last uh, start against the Dodgers. Other than that, he's been really solid um, for this season. And uh, the Cubs have been pretty good against left-handed pitching so far, at least over the last two weeks um, from the stats that I did read off. 
Uh, Lazardo, after his two starts, he's kind of regressed back to the mean in, in a bad way. Um, so I think that continues here against the, the Cubbies, who are the better team right now. So I'll take the Cubs on the money line. Um, minus 105 is what I see on DraftKings right now. Yeah. And then for my lock, uh, God, they just burned me today. So I have a sour taste in my mouth. Stupid Braves. Um, let's go with Jacob deGrom on the run line. Minus one and a half, plus 115. Um, Yankees bats had one great game against the Twins. But other than that, they've been really mediocre. Um, definitely have the better pitcher on the mound. I think he goes at least six inning, does DeGrom. Um, Clark Schmidt, we've talked about it. He just hasn't been very good to start the season here. Um, so I'll take the full game run line with the Dodgers here. Minus one and a half plus 115 as my dog. Uh, Noah, what do you got? So for my lock, I'm going to lock up Baltimore and Detroit under eight minus 110. We saw this matchup between Gray Rod and Erod last week. It finished 2-1. Erod dominates the Orioles um, as he was an AL East pitcher earlier on in his career. So I love that angle. Um, and then my dog, I'm going to take the Angels on the money line, plus 114 against the Brewers, as you know, seduced by Angels. But this Angels team is top five against lefties so far this year in OPS. Milwaukee, 30th out of 30 MLB teams against lefties. So that's where I'm going for my lock and dog. All right. Uh, D-Rock, what do you got? Yeah, from my lock, I'm going to uh, take the Snakes uh, on the road. I'm just going to fade Kyle Freeland and the Rockies. Mer- Merrill Kelly has been great on the road. Uh, and if Kyle Freeland's given up all these runs to uh, the Royals, I think the D-backs could get to him uh, quickly. So I'm going to take the D-backs on the short price on the money line. And for my dog, I was going to take the Rangers. Um uh, are okay. the, we don't have a triple lock on it. We could go. No, no, no. I don't want to mess things up. Uh, are the Mariners still a plus price? Uh, I think they were minus 105. Uh, Let me see. Yeah, yeah, actually, they're plus 105. Plus 105. I see plus 110s at uh, FanDuel. So, yeah, okay. yeah give me the Mariners here. Uh, Alex Manoa could blow up at home. And I just think uh, Luis Castillo, he's been pitching better. So uh, I love the under. That might be the lock. But uh, I, I'm going to take a shot with the Mariners. I think they're live here. So dog of the day, give me the Mariners. Plus 110 oh, also on that book that starts with a W and ends with et. <laughs> uh all right guys that's gonna do it for this uh edition of the mlb gambling podcast for the friday schedule um no anything else we need to mention before we get out of here no but that's how the lock and dog is done boys it took two three minutes max and we're finished this pod under an hour let's go watch the nfl draft uh i really don't have anything on it but um i think the lions are gonna do nothing snazzy nothing special but they'll come out all right uh d rock anything else uh no nothing really uh fucking starving i gotta go eat but uh (laughs) uh, two followers away from 1000 on our twitter page we jumped like 13 followers so uh tell a friend be a friend go tell your friends about that and uh hopefully the jets don't screw the draft up that's all i gotta say Uh, you got your quarterback, so I don't think it should be too bad with Aaron oh, Rodgers. It, it doesn't matter. We could still screw it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll be back tomorrow in some form or fashion. Um, Mal should be back tomorrow. We'll see how long. Well, the, tomorrow's a turbo episode, but I'm not going to say 
why it takes well over an hour when Mal's on the pod, but um, <laughs> I'll leave it to that. All right, it used guys. to be me. <laughs> yeah, I think it's – I really think it's Mal now to think about it because <laughs> – I do too. Yeah, we'll have to look at the <laughs> analytics later. Uh, all right, the guys. XPP, uh, expected podcast minutes or whatever we came up with last year. Yeah, XMPP. I think, <laughs> I think it's re- I think it's really mal. Uh, all right, guys. Good luck with your bets here on Friday. Let's break these books off and let it ride.